So welcome, Catherine Allen. Been Thank so you. excited to talk to you. Um, mm -hmm. You are a clairvoyant medium, astrologer, intuition coach. You do past life regression and readings, which I found mm -hmm. out are a little different through your mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> through your website. <laughs> You're an author, podcast host. You you basically do it all which is awesome. um, thank you. And I just want to say, first of all, thank you for your book, A Little Bit of Intuition, because that was the beginning of like my journey, I guess we can say. Uh, um, and I think it made all of my anxieties kind of turn into to hope and like comfort and maybe be like, oh, this all has a meaning. Like I'm not going crazy. And Yay. <laughs> especially at the time of COVID, you know, I'm, I'm thinking a lot more. I'm feeling a lot more. There's a lot of emotions going on. And then for some reason I picked up your book and I read it and I was like, oh, this feels, this feels warm. Like this feels like a nice hug right now. Just all oh. in a while. So I want to say thank you. Oh, wow. Thanks. That's, that's makes me happy. It's exactly, exactly why I wrote it. I really am on a mission to make sure that people know what's real and know when they're not crazy. Yeah. This is a huge anxiety to be in that, on that threshold all the time, not knowing if you can trust yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you were the first person that explained how, like, when you get intuition, it's like sometimes that softer voice versus the anxiety, which is like sometimes screams a little bit, screams in your mind, but the intuition is like that softer feeling. Yes. And I've I've used that from then on, and it's just been really a game changer for me. And I'm yeah. I'm like so excited. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, no, it was oh, awesome. It was definitely pivotal in my my whole experience. Um, so when mm -hmm. did you start kind of learning within yourself all about intuition? Like, were you always an intuitive person and child, or did it kind of like start sparking? Well, it's sort of hindsight, you know to say I was always intuitive because it's not like I woke up born in this world. Oh, you know, mm -hmm. I, no, I, I grew up arguing um, constantly <laughs> with my mother <laughs> and, and uh, family about my intuitive side or my feelings. And uh, there was a lot of effort to, to, to suppress that, you know, but mm -hmm. I guess my stubbornness maybe saved me as well. Cause I just sort of was like, well, I know I'm right, even if they don't see it. Mm. I can't describe how the heck I did that at a young age, but something kicked in. Instead of saying, maybe I'm crazy, I went, mm, who are these people? <laughs> Why can't they see what I'm seeing? Oh, well, I guess I better not say it. You uh -huh. know, so I definitely was silenced for a long time. Uh, but I did start to observe and analyze and psychoanalyze, you know, even early high school. And I would make little, I guess they were predictions. I, I wouldn't have called it that then, but I would have argued like, no, no, this is what's going to happen with this couple or where that's mm -hmm. like that. No, no, no. They're very nice. It's like, no, no, that's not right. Mom <laughs> or whoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when I was right, I would like see. And, and um, so I don't think I really understood that I had any abilities until I started um university i had left home so i was a little more on my own right and then just certain vibes i would get from people turned out to be more and more true and then i i had some my first set of sort of predictive dreams because i had dreamt of um my boyfriend 
and his sister and of Greece. They were Greek. Mm. And I later ended up having deja vu that would last sometimes for an hour or more in this weird trance-like state where I remembered and I knew what they were going to say next. Wow. And I had dreamt of Greece and I ended up in Greece with him. It wasn't even the boyfriend. It was his sister and his mother that were part of the dream. And I ended up at an ancient theater seeing a play with his sister and his mother. And I had a flashback of remembering this dream. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's not my whole life isn't like that. It's not a TV show. But uh, but yeah. I did have some of those extreme experiences, you know, and then you start to say, well, okay, uh, that was that was right. So all these yeah. other times when, when you're getting opposition or feedback from people and you're like, I don't know, if I still think I'm right, then. And yeah. it's just over many years of observing and then the chance to do readings that solidified it once I could start to do more and more readings and meet more and more people to verify the subtle stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love the dream <laughs> stuff because a lot of my dreams will, parts of them anyway, will start to appear in, in the actual world. And I'm like, what the heck? Like this, it's just really cool. And I've always loved interpreting dreams mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what the meaning is because personally think every dream no matter how weird it is it has like a little bit of meaning there's something there and it's not me yes. trying to make something of it it's just yeah. trying to understand it so that i can make my waking life a little more easier or just be prepared or whatever it may be um so i love that that's so cool um where yeah. did you go after you like with your gifts i know you do tarot readings was that kind of like your first stop in this world of all the things that you do? Yeah, it was really astrology was the gateway. Mm, um, okay. I started reading about the signs and then, and then trying to subtly ask people their birthdays and then observe the astrology uh, over years, you know, um, maybe six or seven years. And then um, I met this Greek boyfriend mm -hmm. and he, he had tarot cards and I never put them down. Uh, from that day forward, I still remember the very day in the mo where we were sitting and everything like a freeze frame of, you know, when he showed me the cards yeah. and then he, he showed me this uh, store, um, pagan shop downtown in Montreal. And a few years later, I ended up working there for about 14 years Wow! <laughs> as a reader. So he, he was inadvertently pivotal, you know, but um, through the, through the tarot, as I tried to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the reading, the channeling just sort of happened, mm -hmm. you know, and as I was doing readings professionally and I was trying to go deeper and deeper into my channeling, the mediumship just happened. Yeah. You know? And I so I slowly realized the the difference with all these clairsentient, clairaudient abilities. I'd, I hadn't read about any of that. I wasn't trying to be any of it. It was just, mm -hmm. I went, Oh, there's a name for that. Oh my God. I, I remember the day I went to the staff at the store. I'm like, what's going on? Every time I, I describe a person lately, they, they, the person tells me they're, they've died and they, they looked at me and they said, well, you're a medium. I'm like, what's that? You know, <laughs> said what? <laughs> so this is, this is the reason I trust it because I wasn't watching the craft or some movie, you know, I wasn't uh, watching sci-fi and trying like i wasn't trying to make money for sure off of it for people yeah like a lot of people now so i know that i came by it honestly because i wanted to be a fashion designer and then this happened 
you know. Wow. Okay, wait, <laughs> did you ever end up pursuing any fashion or did you just immediately get redirected? No, I did some, I did do some costume design for theater and oh, film for a so few cool. years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you yeah. did get to dabble in that for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great, you know, yeah. but this was just calling me stronger. This is, this led. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it was a struggle, honestly. Cause, uh, but every time I accepted, okay, your path is calling you. And when you accept it, life gets better. Yeah. Whereas when I was pushing for the things that I wanted, but really weren't for me, life was getting harder. Mm. Yeah. So the more I embraced this, the, the more things, you know, expanded and it's still a push pull a bit. There's still probably more that we can all do. Yeah. It's everyone says, Oh, I want to find my purpose. It's like, really? Do you? Cause do you? it yeah. doesn't mean it's a cakewalk, man. Yeah. You know, it's going to call you into like all your, corners and all your shadowy bits and it's gonna say do you have the guts to walk here mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i like how you described that what would a, a mediumship because I've, I've never gone to a medium before but i've always been interested in it what what does a session with you look like like do people come in specifically trying to connect with someone that has passed or yeah yeah with, with me yeah like the classic session with mediumship would be like um the tradition of spiritualist churches where um you know you can find them all over but they'll give sort of a they might sing a few hymns or read a few things from the bible and then people get up and say can i give you a message and you know some are focused on you know evidential mediumship so they're trying to say, does somebody have a red car? Does someone's name start with an M or what? Like, you know, mm -hmm. you've probably seen those. Yes. Um, I didn't really do that because like I said, for me, I was in the middle of a tarot reading and I just saw someone standing there. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's always been like, well, they either just show up or they don't. And if they do, I describe them and I can hear what they would say. So now the way I work just to make sure, because people do usually call me when they have a particular loss. Mm -hmm. And in order to not have any disappointment or hurt feelings or they get all the way to the session and I, and I say, well, I'm sorry, but they're sort of in a sleeping state right now or they're not saying what they want them to hear or whatever. I, um, I ask people to send me a photo of the person and I make sure that I can get a good connection before we go ahead. And then, then I do my thing on my own and I make notes and then I can be more present with the person for the grief counseling aspect of it, you know? Yeah. 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 And then those sessions are, are beautiful. You know, they're very healing for people. Yeah. I can't, I can imagine. Do you ever find it hard if you're delivering news that may not be necessarily what the person wants to hear or does that, does that even happen at all? Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. In readings and, you know, when, you know mediumship or tarot, a lot of people, again, it's like, Oh, I just want the truth. Are you sure? you know yeah. like yeah we all, we all say that and then we all feel the sting um mm -hmm. but that's the thing like we have to if you're if you're gonna bring forth these gifts to me you have to be true it but true doesn't mean like slapping somebody with something either you can still be gentle or productive about how you say it yeah but there's still going to be all kinds of people that have hollywood expectations that get angry or or you know they they want to believe let's say for example a typical one is 
uh, one family wants to believe that the entire family is sort of sitting on the other side together in the same living room and they're all happy together. And it's like, mm. families aren't that simple, you yeah. know? Yeah. Sometimes grandpa is with his war buddies on the other side. He's not with your, his, your grandma sometimes that kind of thing upsets a lot of people. But to me, that's where there's a lot of education still needed about how this is, what this is and isn't. Mm -hmm. And Netflix and Hollywood doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood would definitely blow it out of proportion. So, so what is it and what isn't it? Like, what what would you say what it is and what it isn't? Well, I'd say what it is. What it is is everybody's soul is individual, and mm. you come here to, or you incarnate with a family you chose in circumstances or body, wealth, health, whatever for some reason of learning and your soul connections can be um your family or they can be outside your family or they could be a, a cat or a dog mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that you were you know like soul connections that are real they last beyond the grave and we will often end up back with those soul connections which isn't necessarily blood family so um and other than that, it's quite a mystery. Why would somebody, you know, why would somebody choose a difficult life or suffering? Mm -hmm. But we have to learn to see the lesson or the nobility or the, you know, um, in these different lessons. Like, look at how many kids that get sick and die of cancer at 10. And they're, they're the ones that are joyful and hopeful and uplift the whole hospital. Yeah. I mean, if that isn't like a high soul lesson of, a, of an old soul... Mm -hmm. I don't know what is because otherwise they wouldn't be able to do they wouldn't have that effect. Yeah. So they, they sacrifice their life for others coming back in that way. Perhaps, you know, that's mm -hmm. one version. Mm -hmm. And just because the soul is complex, I think it makes it harder for people um, to understand the messages coming through or, and some of it's just human nature too. It's no one's fault. Like if somebody, I don't know if you're, if your grandma is showing me some lady, and it's like, well, no, my, I don't know anyone like that. My aunt isn't that doesn't, my mother doesn't look that well. Does she have a best friend? You know, mm -hmm. um, people can be getting messages from all kinds of people that were mm -hmm. important, but unless you're really that intimate with someone, how would, how would you know that that person or that thing was important to them? And a lot of people yeah. don't know their family as well as they think they do. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to navigate for you when you're in that situation and they're like well that that didn't happen that's not true this isn't the way it is and i'm sure that you probably i'm, I'm just assuming get a little bit of that backlash directed oh, to yeah. you in those situations yeah i can only imagine yeah because when you're delivering news that's a little uncomfortable and two people just don't really know where to put that discomfort and yeah, you're exactly. you're the one that's there but so do you have like ways that you create that boundary between you and your clients to ensure that you're like still in your safe bubble, even when they're kind of, you know, maybe not accepting. Yeah. Well? I think I'm not bad at it, but it's still something I work on in this life because mm -hmm. I tend to be very empathic and I'll think about people even after the session's over. Yeah. Or some, some spirits linger around me for a while afterwards. So but that's on me to have better opening and closing and clearing processes. And I don't always, sometimes I just walk out of there all like mushy and emotional with the people. 
mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but you're a person too. You're a human too. Yeah. So that's that's only natural. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think it should ever get to the point where it's so surgical or cold. You know, mm-hmm. it's real people and it's grief. So it's not like oh yeah, just zip open and zip closed and no feelings. Bye. Yeah. No, yeah. That, I don't think that's realistic. No. And that takes away the whole human human aspect of it too like they're coming to you for a reason um yeah so i I don't like the the coldness either especially i've seen like some tarot readers that are very abrupt and like you mentioned before it's about you can always say the truth in a nice way the truth and being honest doesn't always have to be mean i think a lot of people like to cover up like i'm just being honest but like you're also being mean (laughs) like you can be nice and honest at the same time so i think keeping that just like genuine human i care for you as another human is a great way to go into it because that's creating a sense of safety even if someone is a little resistant to it you're still leaving there knowing i was myself you weren't like creating that harsh harsh line yeah and especially now, I, I I think it's very hard for people right now because, um, like you said, it's hard to stand out online. It's hard, it's hard to portray yourself as authentic in this sea of people that have you know really good marketing skills or uh, you know look better than you do or whatever have you, mm-hmm. and and all the solicitous behavior of readers online and. Yes. And you get you get an awful lot of people that just sit there. I can tell they don't know their cards at all. Mm-hmm. I can tell they've got zero counseling training, and uh, they're they've got twenty five thousand followers, and they're charging money on TikTok, and they've got no skill. Mm-hmm. Well, not no skill, but let's say low skill in in terms of actually helping people. But this is who flocks to it at the beginning, at the beginning, and then eventually. Yeah. I think, as people begin a healing journey and they're more they need to deal with their emotions or they they want to find somebody they'd actually trust well that's that's when word of mouth takes them for whatever reason they'll choose me or they'll choose somebody else who uh who, who resonates as more real so yeah. i don't yeah thank goodness i've been out here long enough established a name before the internet um, yes because it's tough it's really tough yeah 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 and something that you said that this is something that just really frustrates me is the the soliciting and the accounts that reach out and even even the people in real life because i think a lot of my friends may not be as familiar with like this side of everything but they come to me if they have questions Mm -hmm. and the amount of people that get scammed by like I think a lot of people have gifts and have a way to connect yeah. and sometimes don't use it for the best, which is yeah. really, it turns the people that are new to it away from it, yes. which upsets me because now they're scared and they're, they're always constantly asking like, well, who's lying to me? Who's telling me the truth? But she knew so much. She knew so much about me and then used it against me. And that yeah. hurts my feelings so much because I'm like, if, if they genuinely care, they're not asking you, $5,000 for this one tiny thing. They're not doing that because that's that's not what... Are you talking about people saying that you're cursed and you have to pay the money to break the curses and things? Yeah. yeah. Those are yeah. all scams. Always. The big one that I hear often is that your crown chalker is like, uh, it's cracked or it's broken. So there's no way in. And for someone who's like... Sorry, that's, that's, that's funny. I, I mean, it's <laughs> awful to tell somebody, but that's like such a crock of, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
that's one that I've been hearing so frequently. It, maybe it's the the Florida vibe right now. What they're all okay. what they're all saying, but for someone who's starting off this journey and hears that, they're probably like, "Oh my gosh! Like, is it like? Do I need to fix it? I'll pay anything to fix this thing." But that's not yeah. true. I'm like, oh no, no. I'm like, please run the other way. Like, well, yeah. I know some people. We'll get you in contact with some people that will really genuinely care about you. No, like yes. we're not. We're not doing that. Not at all. Wow. Maybe I need to make like a little video about that to make sure there's a counter voice to these things. Because, yeah, people will make up just anything to get money. And the solicitous thing and impersonating, like that didn't happen yeah. to me until this year. The mm. impersonating. And um, anyway, I'm happy that I have a lot of people that know know who I am because about 20 people messaged me and said, there's someone impersonating you. Um, and, the, you know, they didn't have a doubt that I wouldn't, that that wasn't me doing that. Mm -hmm. But I still need to make one of those disclaimer things that I will yeah. never solicit or, or but um, that's another whole crazy thing of this is like the, the, you know, in a world where you're supposed to be marketing yourself and putting yourself out there, out there, out there. And then at the same time, you're not supposed to be solicitous. Well, it's like, how do you, you know, like this is really yeah. tricky for anybody who's authentic or has integrity. It's like, how do you get yourself out there without being solicitous? Mm -hmm. so like anybody solicitous is a red flag to me. I don't care. What yeah. They yeah. 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 I completely agree. But yeah, the whole social media world, especially having this kind of, I don't want to say profession, but having these kind of services is a challenging thing to go through. Something that I've noticed, this is off topic, but is like, I think a lot of it's sacred to be shown yeah. at least. Yeah. And it's hard when people are like, well, show us, like, show us what you do. And it's like, no, <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Like, maybe not. Like, you could give little, like, glimpses of, of what you're doing, but it's hard to just be like, come sit in on a session with me because you're not, no, I don't want that. I don't want my phone. I don't want the universe. I don't want the internet to see what I'm doing. So it is, we're walking the fine line, but I have hope for us. Yeah, I do. it is true. Well, that's where, again, I, you know, if people, lots of people over the years would write to me and they're, they're not sure and they're not sure they trust you and they're not sure. And, and I just, I just knew that I needed to put out a lot of free content where people can listen, people can get a vibe of you. And it's like, at the end of the day, after hundreds of hours of YouTube and podcast, if you're still not sure you trust me, um, that's sort of on you. You've got to still take a risk and try to trust somebody. Mm -hmm. Yes. 100%. You know? Yeah, and I'll always tell people if you feel it's me, it's me. If it's someone else, it's someone else. Like I've honestly, I really believe there's room for everyone. Yeah. You can go to five readers about the same boyfriend if you want to. I mean, so what? If yeah. they're all real, they're all gonna tell you about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not about the reader, it's about their ability to read you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's quite the thing. And, you know, a lot of people in this age of social media have realized, oh, I can make a quick buck on this. Mm -hmm. And uh, because before, like when I came out, there weren't many of us coming out. So it was a big deal if you did. Mm -hmm. And so you just by coming out and being visible, you were sort of, you had that cred because, you know, there I was at a store. People used to come up to that store and make the cross and like try to 
Jesus freaks coming and saving our souls in this place and you name it because it was, Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, people used to treat my, my boss who owned it like, like she was a witch walking by. I mean, we had all kinds of everything walk in there from gifted to insane. Mm -hmm. you know? um, because we were a visible target, sort of like in the gay community at the beginning, when you came out, it was, it's not a small thing. And yeah. now it's thanks to Harry Potter, thanks to social media, it's all mainstreamed, yeah. but mm -hmm. mainstream doesn't mean people understand it, but mm -hmm. um, they popularize it. And then other people go, oh, hey, I can make money. And yeah. then you really, that's where, to me, we're at now. And it's really hard for anyone to really know. Yeah. Yeah. I always say to people, just trust what you feel. Just trust what you feel when you are inter interacting with someone. If you're constantly second guessing, are they telling me the truth? Are they trying to get something yes. out of me? Then, then that's okay. Not for you. Next person. So that's yes. always my piece of advice. Just trust because you know inside anyway, what's meant for you and what's not at the end of the day. So just go, go towards what you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something that I really wanted to talk to you about because I've sure. been like tapping into that world is the past life regression mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. readings that you do. Um, so kind of what, what's the difference and what would you recommend for, I guess, for a different yeah. person? Like who, who would do the past life regression versus the reading? Yeah. Yeah. Over time, uh, I realized a lot, there's, there's lots of people can be guided and visualize and, and some people really can't. Mm -hmm. Either they're not able to visualize, they're not visual, or they find it too anxiety provoking to go that deeply into, you know, semi-hypnotic state in a sense. Mm -hmm. So for the people that are able to visualize and do a bit of meditation, I would recommend the regression because, you know, I'm guiding you through and I'm still psychically walking through this with you. I'm still seeing things as you're seeing them. And together it's sort of fills in the picture of that life, but it's guided by what you see. Mm, okay. You no, know, it's very generic imagery at the beginning of walking into walking down a path and arriving at something that's obvious to you. And then looking, you know, I might ask them to describe where are you? Mm -hmm. What year is it? Trust your gut, you know, look down, look at your shoes. Are you a man, woman, old, young, poor, rich? Mm. And try to get an idea. Because a lot of these things can be uh, researched historically once you're done. Wow. Yeah. And some people have had really strong ones where we were seeing, you know, literal uh, battle scenes between three different countries. She saw the uniforms, the year, you know, like wow. chills, you know? Yeah. They gave me chills. Yeah, the reading is more for people that have a harder time going through that or don't want to, to do that on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would I would be the one channeling what I'm getting as a past life for them. And then, you know, again, they'll probably be more intellectualizing than yeah, than visualizing and feeling. Yeah. But still it, it's it starts to put some threads together sometimes for people especially when it comes to relationship issues. I found past life uh, readings really give people a lot of peace, whether mm. it's really, I mean, cause who can prove it, whether you were in this life with someone or not, but a lot of us have that feeling that you've, the intensity of the relationship doesn't make any sense for the context 
that you met yeah. or for how long you've known each other. So how else do you explain the, the intensity of knowing someone 24 hours and it feels like it's been 10 years? Yeah. Um, and so when you when you put it in the context of a past life reading, sometimes you get a really good idea of the dynamic that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then that helps people to work on it in this one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I know, or at least from like my, my belief system that there's multiple past lives that we've all had. So when you channel them, do you really feel one very powerfully for someone else? Or is it kind of like you can see or feel different ones going on? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, yeah. Um, if I do the reading, um, there's more chance of seeing more than one life. Mm -hmm. um, the regression is really, you're, you're back there feeling like you're in one of them, for real. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, it's more like sort of a semi-hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it all depends on the person, but I find most people, if they're going to do the regression, they're, they're able to handle and process one mm-hmm yeah yeah i'm sure but i think we've all got certain themes that we're playing out from life to life that repeat mm -hmm. but you might be on different sides of it yeah like in one you're the criminal and another one you're the cop and the other one you're the informant and the uh -huh. other one you're the victim yeah but it's still a similar theme of justice yeah. you know and i i think a lot of people have it's interesting once you can tap into what the themes might be to work on them, then make better choices again in this life to have a more peaceful one. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to ask, how do you think we can use our past lives and understanding them to make it a little bit better or more peaceful in this lifetime? Yeah, well, for example, a lot of us would have been, um, you know, a lot of people in other lives would have been poor. Mm -hmm. So that would, like, just looking at that one, a lot of people would have been, uh, you know, manual labor or slave or, you know, uh, maid or something like that. So if you have issues with, oh, I can never get ahead, I don't make enough money, why, how come I never get a raise, how come people don't appreciate my work, you know, you might want to look at your past lives and you might want to just try to break whatever karma is there and say, well, in this life, you know, I don't, I don't have to be that. That's not true anymore. It can mm -hmm. be different, you know, and if it's something to do with, um, oh, what's another good theme? Oh yeah. Like religious lives. A lot of us would have had religious lives, meaning, you know, none or monk or, um, or just growing up in stricter conditions than we have now. So a lot of people yeah. might've taken vows they might have taken a vow of silence or of celibacy or, again, vows of poverty, stuff that would have been associated with the church. And maybe maybe you feel something that you feel you're always working on and you're always stuck and it never happens. Mm -hmm. And you're very frustrated. You might want to look, if you've looked at your, your current life enough with therapy and it's still not answered, you know, mm -hmm. that's when I would say take a look at the past life and see. Maybe you need to release yourself from something that happened in another life. Forgive yourself, mm -hmm. or and and then it's it can start to lighten things up and change the script. Yeah, I think yeah. that it just really helps create that bridge of understanding that we can't have just by looking at the facts that we know here. 
at least that that's what I've experienced before, you know, like I've had the past life experience that kind of closed the bridge of like, oh, that's why. Okay. But on this lifetime, it, just, it wouldn't make any sense as to why I was feeling certain things or having an irrational fear or yes. Phobia. Like yeah, that's another one. Yeah. 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 Like having a big fear of something that maybe I don't need to fear that much and why I feel that anxiety when I'm in that situation when I had had the past life experience. I was like, oh, okay. Like it was, it was so powerful and so intense and it was through a Reiki session, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool to bring it back, bring back what I learned, I guess, and just apply it to here and knowing that I can let that fear kind of be put to rest. Like, oh, that fear isn't me being anxious about the future. It's not a future event I need to be worried about. It's something that already happened. So it could stay there. <laughs> we yes, can just yes, that's a huge come with me. Yeah. Yeah. I I I had um yeah past I mean I would have this weird uh recurring sort of phobia about something and it was intense enough that you'd be like Ooh, no not mm -hmm. thinking about that. Um but it, it was going on for years. And then one day it just got so strong, I couldn't ignore it. And then I went mm -hmm. uh, with another medium and told her about it. And we both sort of channeled it together. And um, this past life just came so clear and the phobia was gone. It's never returned. Wow. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, healing happens on so many levels. And if we can help on this one. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, have also even during Reiki sessions told me that certain symptoms have disappeared. They never came back, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. even though doctors can't find something wrong. So, yep. so many times it's like an energetic cords or past life memories or. Yeah, it's incredible how many things are going on with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think about the um, like, what was I going to say? I was going to say something good in it. It just, it'll come back. <laughs> it'll come back. Exactly. Oh, yeah. the validation. There we go. It did come uh, back. Sometimes when we go through those experiences, we get that validation to that feels right. Like the same way that I felt when I read your book of, I have this knowing, but I don't understand it. And then I understood it and I felt validated and I, I didn't have to worry anymore. And I think that that happens the same way with when we experience something like a past life experience and we, just have that validation because we get shamed when we know things, but we don't have the proof because people love evidence. They want the proof. They yes. want the fact. Yes. And it's hard when you're just like, but I just know, but I just know. Yes, and you just exactly. have to accept that. So when we have the past life things, even for ourselves, we could just validate it a little bit, which gives, gives that little extra layer of comfort, at least from my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The validation is hard to come by, isn't it? When you're not around, uh, we need other people like us mm -hmm. to, to help validate in those moments when you're too stressed. I have, you know, lots of intuitive friends that I trust that I can say like, okay, I'll often lie down on the table of my osteopath who's very psychic herself. And I'll say, okay, is this physical or is this me just stressing out again? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and she'll, she'll tell me, I think your symptom is spiritual. And other times mm -hmm. it's, it's a physical thing and I've got to do some exercises. And yeah. it's just like, when you're in the throes of it, you, you can't tell. So you, mm -hmm. you need a team of people who trust their gut as well. Yeah. To yeah. help validate it in that moment. It's, oh, it's so, 
it's so helpful because you can be led down the rabbit hole in a second you know when you're anxious and suddenly you're taking meds you don't need and you're diagnosed with something you don't have you mm -hmm. know or you're you're with people that are not safe for you all of a sudden because you went oh should i i guess i should they want me to and then you're in a dangerous situation yes. it happens so fast yes yes <laughs> i think about all the um all the times in the past that because I, I would go out a lot i mean i was in college and before that in high school i would go out and I always had a feeling before a night that wasn't wasn't right not to go. And the, every time that I've stayed home, something happened at the place I was gonna go to. And then one yeah. night here and in college, I was like, I'm just gonna go. Like, I'm just overthinking it. I'm having anxiety, I'm gonna go. <laughs> and something happened that just whole night ruined. And I was like, this is like, yeah. I tested myself. I tested myself and I didn't need to do that. So every time I have that little thing that my, my intuition, when it's a night out, I'm like, mm, no, it's, it's not right for me. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take myself out of the situation. It is crazy when you don't listen yeah, because it will smack you in the face and be like, told you <laughs> like so much. You, you oh, knew yeah. something was going to happen. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a little little side side note. It's oh, yeah. And just uh, same thing with people. I think that's one of the hardest ones is, you know, you get a first impression or first vibe. And then right away we go, oh, that's not very nice. You know, yes. that's not that that's not a nice thing to say or that's judgment or or projecting. It's like, well, maybe sometimes we are. But a lot of the time we're not. We're mm -hmm. just reading. We're just reading the vibe that we're getting of how whether that person is a fit with us or not. Yeah. And a lot of time we don't follow it and we go, oh, and we try to make a bridge with that person and we try to, and then you get all messed up. You get all, mm -hmm. you get all lost in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Too busy trying to invalidate our original feelings and trying to make logical sense of something that doesn't need to be, you know, made logical. Cause it's, yeah. And you can't go around to other people going, you know what? This person has that really like two faced vibe. It's like, yeah. No, yeah. I think they're really nice. Like, right. Well, anyway, yeah, so, yeah. A, a lot of it, unfortunately, you yeah, got to keep to yourself unless you have another very intuitive friend around to go. Okay, just just checking. Yeah, get that vibe too. Okay, I'll mm -hmm. I'll just be quiet and know that I'm right. Then all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like the, the sit back and like, okay, I see this. The world doesn't have to know, but I know, and I know how I'm going to maneuver it. And that's that. Sometimes when you say it, and then someone invalidates you, that's when you're like, oh, maybe I am wrong. Or then you get defensive and you're like, I can trust myself. And then it starts a whole spiral when we can just I'm gonna keep it to myself. I'll sit with it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's okay. I don't need to do anything more powerful it. when we keep it to ourselves anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the question that I ask everyone at the okay. end is if you were in the room full of the entire world and everyone was listening, paying attention, what would you say to that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I get that face every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because as everybody's like, really, everyone's listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. You could take a second, trust me. Everyone was listening. Well, for I'm gonna just trust first thing comes to me. Um Okay, I, I would tell them that um, most, of, most of what we fight about on this planet is 
religion and our belief systems. And there's actually an awful lot of overlap and crossover between mm. most, most of them. And if we could just allow this, this person, this, this group to have their own version and this to have their own version and realize the ways we overlap, we would avoid an awful lot of, an awful lot of tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a great thing to tell the world, especially at a time like this, I think. <laughs> I think the world could use it, but at least for now, I heard it and my yeah, listeners have heard you. it. And <laughs> if, it's, if it's one person, if it's a bunch of people, it's still creating that, that thought in people's yeah. minds. I'm so um, curious what some other people have answered now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've had, I think everyone at the end of the day kind of has like a similar, similar thing of just like to their niche, you know, like, cause I have people on, I've had herbalists, I've had naturopathic doctors, I've had authors and it's all mm. just kind of boils down to like the inner world a mm -hmm. little bit. Like every time they mm -hmm. speak to the world, it's all about an individual's inner world, if that makes sense. Like yes. even you, you're talking like about fighting, but at the end of the at the end of the day, it's still an inner thing that we need to work on or we need to adjust. Acceptance. Yes. Yes. So, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's interesting thing to ask people, you know? Yeah. 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 I always thought I should have like one really like good question and I'm waiting for someone one day to ask me and I'm gonna have to be like oh no so I'm I'm gonna have to think about my answer one day are you not sure of yours yet I don't think so I think um mm. I think I do have it it would depend on definitely depend on the day I think it would change but overall it would just yeah. be uh like choose love in any capacity whatever yes. it is with whoever it is if you approach it with love then yes. you're going to lighten the situation. Yes. More love, less fear. Yes. Probably. I have, I have a friend who says, you know, he's a yoga teacher too. And he says, everyone should just do yoga every day for half an hour. We'd have world peace. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just got on the mat and just dealt with their body and breathe for a few minutes and, you know, uh, loosen up. It would, it would probably go a long, long way to inner peace. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I, I guess another thing that would come to me too, is just to, for everybody to know that healing is always possible. It is not easy. It takes courage, but it is always possible at any point to turn around at any moment you can turn around and make a healing choice and it will start to change your life. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, me included, we can all get down our own in our in our baggage and our traumas and whatever and and get down and forget that mm -hmm. and then you have a moment that awakens you and one choice can change your can change your trajectory yeah it's starting yeah. the positive spiral up versus the scary spiral down i always try to see it yeah. like that which way i'm gonna spiral in some direction <laughs> which yeah. way am i gonna go am i gonna go up or am i gonna go down yeah and the you know the more true you are to yourself, the more honest you are with yourself, that first honest choice will set things in motion in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not easy to make usually, but worth it. <laughs> no, it's, 
the the decision you're supposed to make, I feel like it's always the hardest, but always the best in the in the long term, but always really hard to do it. And then once you do it, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But it's the yeah. like, it's like going to the gym sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to do it. And then you go and you're like, oh, that was awesome. How come I'm not going every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. for sure. <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for coming on. This has been oh, my pleasure. It was great to meet you. Such an honor. I've been so excited. I never even really even thought like I, I'm gonna get to talk to you. Um, so <laughs> this has been awesome. I'm gonna be fangirling after this. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You're such where a pleasure we, to have. Oh well, thank you. Where do where do we hear, hear your podcast then? Oh, I was gonna ask you where people can find you, but. Oh, uh, I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I usually post it on YouTube too. Everything's under guidance with Gab. I'm trying right. to change the name um, because I, I made like a new little logo thing for it. Mm -hmm. That was what I made a year ago, and that's kind of my name on everything is guidance with Gab. So that's nice, where I like I'm it. At. And where can people find you? Yeah, I'm at river-rain.com. And I've got a YouTube channel um, and I do full moon and new moon um, reports and predictions. And um, yeah, Facebook still, Instagram. So, yeah. yeah. I don't really do my River Rain show much for a while now, but you know, um, I would like to revive it. But there, there's still some episodes, as you know, up on um, Anchor. And I think they're on mm -hmm. Spotify as well. I think it's on yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're older ones, but I'm still happy with them, but I, I haven't yeah. revived, revived that chapter. Something changed in the pandemic and I, I don't know. I think I was, I was putting out an awful lot of content for years and regularly and something just, I needed a, a mental break from, yeah. from things, but, uh, yeah. So hopefully people come back for that. And I have my books out, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit of intuition and vibes from the other side, and I'll be writing. I'm in the midst of researching another one, and uh, I've just been hired to write another one this yay. year. So I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yay. I'm so excited for you, and I'm excited to read it. Thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. And podcasts, if anyone wants to listen to it, it's awesome because you add music in the middle to make it the radio, which I love because it sets like – you set the vibe with the conversation and the music always relates to what you're talking about. And I'm like, this is like the little break thing that I needed here. Oh, good. Thank you for saying, cause you know, I did that on purpose because I would search so long to try to find the right songs. And I knew that what I was saying could be really chunky to receive it. And I, and I thought, you know, people need a minute to sort of chew on what you just said and the music could really help you. Yes, with the show, you know. It did. Uh, I'm happy you say that. <laughs> yes. Yay. Well, I want you to take care of yourself and Thank not you. over push yourself. But if you do end up making more podcast episodes, if that ends up, you know, falling back into your path, I'd be super excited. But always you first and taking care of, you know, your needs and everything. But I am Thank still going to be your fan and reading your books. And yeah, I'm just so excited for you. And I'm very grateful Thank that you we got very to much. Talk. Yeah, well, hopefully we get to meet one day. I'll try to get myself to Florida. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll go to Canada. Canada, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, that'd be great. I always wanted to go. Yeah, all right. So thank you.